Hi, moms. I'm Becca Carnahan. And I'm Marie Tremblay. We're two mom friends and career development professionals here to help you answer that big question. What do I want to be when I grow up? Just because we're moms now doesn't mean we're all the way grown up yet. I know I'm not. Me neither. And we want to give you permission to grow, change, and evolve as a parent and professional. By sharing real stories from real moms, we're going to help you navigate the motherhood identity shift, career changes, work-life balance questions, and more. Are you ready to keep growing up with us? Yes? Then let's do this. We are so excited to have Queen here with us today as our guest. And before we dive in, I'm going to give you her amazing bio, which I have read like 16 times through because I'm like, she does all of these things. How does she do all of these things? So let me read you Queen's bio and then we're going to dive into her story. So uh, Queen Alatepapo is a founder, CEO, and creative director of Queen Adeline, a sustainable fashion design brand in Lowell, Massachusetts. Queen teaches, consults, and speaks at the intersection of design, sustainability, entrepreneurship, and women empowerment. Her experience includes teaching sustainability and apparel design at the Rhode Island School of Design, entrepreneur in residence at the Massachusetts College of Art and Design, and membership on the boards of the Art Society of Arts and Crafts, Boston, and of a private school in Littleton. I am not done yet, believe it or not, folks. Um, Queen's experience includes strategy work with, the, with nonprofits in Boston as an organizational development consultant, and she leverages her global perspective, having lived and worked on three continents in mentoring young women and minority entrepreneurs. Queen's work strives to preserve local artistry and create sustainable communities through creative entrepreneurship. And Queen is also a mom of three kids. So if you're listening to all of this and being like, what? <laughs> How is this even possible? Um, trust me that it is because we, Marie and I are uh, grateful enough to be able to see Queen out and about. We live in the same town, all of us. Um, so we get to see this live and in person. Yes, so and I, uh, our kids go to the same school. And let me tell you that her children are amazing, amazing. She's raising great little humans. Um, they're actually her daughter is one of my friends. She's just, and when she, it's her daughter who told me what her mom was doing. And she was so proud of you, Queen. She's like, yeah, so I'm going to the atelier with my mom. And I'm like, to the atelier? She's like, I'm like, wait a second. What is your mom doing? She's like, my mom is a designer. I, you have the coolest, coolest, coolest job. Um, so we want to go back a little because we've heard from your biography, all of the amazing work that you're doing. But mm -hmm. can we go back into your story to hear what brought you to your work now as a founder, designer, teacher, mm -hmm. and of course, parent? Wow. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Marie and Becca, for having me. Um, I have to say that I'm, I'm equally elated to be here. Um, I know I've, I've followed um, When Mommy Grows Up and I've had some of your wonderful guests and I have been looking forward to us having this conversation. So thank you. Um, I always joke, like when people ask me, oh, how did you get here? Um, I wasn't that child who was sketching dresses or making pieces um, growing up. Um, I had different plans and ideas as to what I wanted to do when I grew up. So um, fast forward, finding myself here as founder, um, a designer, a CEO, it's very interesting. Um, just 
rolling back, um, growing up, I definitely knew I wanted to uh, be part of change. Um, there were a lot of things in the world that growing up, I grew up in Ghana, Accra, Ghana, West Africa. Um, and so I just had this strong sense of um, being part of change. And that for me looked like um, being a legislator or going down the path of being an attorney to help make policies that would um, quote unquote affect the general, um, be for general good. Um, and then fast forward after first degree, I quickly realized that uh, probably I didn't have <laughs> the patience uh, to deal with politics. My first degree was in political science. And so um, it was just too much for me. I decided to just go down a business school route. Um, and so I did um my master's degree in human resource management because I still wanted to deal with people. I still wanted to help shape lives and livelihoods. Um, and then love came calling and I had to move to Massachusetts because I got married and we had to decide whether we're going to live in England or move to um, the the States to be with my husband. And I decided mm, England is too boring. I might as well move. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> fast forward, moved to um, the United States. And then guess what? We, I was back in New England again. Ah, interesting. <laughs> Switching the old for the new. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I thought I was going to sunny uh, Virginia and go. Oh, sorry. Because that's where he was when we were dating. And then by the time we got married, he had moved to Boston because his work had moved. In. So, yeah, that's my interesting story of moving from England and back to New England again. <laughs> um, through all that, um, as a migrant, um, as an immigrant, I needed to, uh, obviously, for anybody who's migrated um, to the States, there are a lot of legal procedures um, to be able to uh, legally work and all that. And so during that time of um, just waiting for... Um, things to go through. Um, I found myself right from being very active, very participant in my community to just like waiting to have the green light to legally work and end. So I found myself volunteering um, for nonprofits, um, giving back in boardrooms and with nonprofits that in Boston that were looking to shape um, the organizations and restructure. And it was a great time for me because I ended up finding a lot of things that Boston needed and meeting a lot of women that needed stuff. So I'm telling this story because that was the segue into Queen Adeline being founded and being bad. I would go into these boardrooms and into these meetings in my colorfully um, adorned clothing. And I would I always joke, I would get into a room and I kid you not, it's always black, beige, and gray. All the women wear black, beige, and gray. Like, oh, I'm so embarrassed I'm wearing gray right now. <laughs> I could choose any day. I mean, there's nothing wrong with black, beige, and gray. I tell people, but it was becoming like a given. And it was, that was the scene. Every time I went in to meet execs or meet uh, directors or just go to boardrooms, I was greeted with black, beige, and gray. And here mm -hmm. I was in my vibrant, colorful clothing and cheerful self 
<laughs> and then they would be like, oh, I love your dress. I love your jacket. I love your coat. I love this color on you. So I said, not to sell. Why are all these wonderful, amazing, um, so creative, talented women coming to work in black, beige, and gray all day? There is nothing wrong with that. Um, from the side of them, um, you you couldn't tell what they had going on in their heads and how creative. And then they'll open their mouth and I'm like, oh my goodness, like what's an explosion of creativity going on in this? I'm like, so what's happening with your closets? Like what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> this was just a side note, but then um, I kept having those questions um, coming up. And growing up, even though I wasn't a child that was um, sketching clothing, I was always styling and um, putting pieces together for friends. And my grandmother was a seamstress and my mother had a side um, textile job. So I, I grew up with fabrics, with oodles of fabrics and my grandmother making all like the best clothing ever because she was an original fashionista in the house. And so just pulling from those experiences, I decided that it was time to make clothing for the women in Boston. And I also wanted to make these pieces that were consciously um, made and ethical so that it would help um, these women whilst they were out and about um, looking great. It, it was also a piece that would help them to reduce um, their environmental impact on the planet through their fashion choices. So um, it's a long winding story, but that's how I got here to Queen Adeline, a sustainable fashion brand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm obsessed with your story, Queen. I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. There's so much, so many interesting different twists and turns. But the the theme that I see is that you're a problem solver. Mm. You, you look to see there's a problem here. How can I use my creativity to solve this problem? And would you agree? Is that like the the through line for you? Oh yeah, yeah. I I think that um, at best for all of us as humans, um, we are wired to problem solve, and so I have embraced that. I call it my superpower. I I don't like things to uh, to stay unsolved, and so when I see a problem. Um, I always want to figure out how can I be of help? How can I be of service? And and to this day, that's the first question I always ask. If anybody walks into Queen Adeline, hello, my name is Queen. How can I help you? Yeah. And so, yes, um, I, I take a problem-solving approach to almost everything. Mm -hmm. I got like a chill when you just said, when, like, when you said like, the how can I help you is not just your retail facing, how can I help you? But it's a mindset about mm -hmm. this is how I approach my work and my life is yeah. what is the problem that you are facing? Mm -hmm. What are the ways that I can use my talents to help you? And I just find that so, that's an inspiring way to look at life. Yeah. And there's so many wonderful women, parents, moms out there who I think if you sit and ask yourself that question, what are the problems that I see in the world that I want to solve? And let me just sit with it and think about how I can help. That's yeah. that's the path I think that you're leading forward for other people to help to follow yeah. in their own and way. I, I think that um, that's very true, Becca. And for me, I always tell people that um, you put your gas uh, mask on first. So that same question that I do ask people, um, a core element of that for myself is how can I help me? 
Mm-hmm. I think that's that's sometimes where um, we fall short. Um, so as much as um, you're trying to problem solve and and offer help, I am the first to always ask myself, "Hi, my name is Queen. How can I help Queen?" <laughs> yes, I love that. And you've talked to me about it. I think it was about a year ago, and it stuck with me for such a long time. You're talking about uh, the mental. Mon- the mental health Mondays. Mondays, yes. You're taking time for yourself. Yeah. It's I'm t- I'm taking this Monday for me to re to get refreshed yeah, and right. to concentrate on my week. Can you talk yeah. more about that? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, um, like you said in the intro, and I'm uh, you all know I am a mother, and um, for me, I take that job very seriously. I actually do have a friend, Nina, who we joke. Um, she was like one of my first um, mentors to motherhood. Um, she's raised amazing, two young, amazing adults. And it's it's so refreshing to see how confident and well resilient these girls are um, at a very young age. One is a, um, a VP of a very prestigious tech brand in New York of all places. And um, she's only literally 25 now. Yeah. So, um, no, Alex would be like 27 now. Yeah. So I asked, I was like, how did you do this? She's like, Queen, let me tell you something. As a mother, the most important job you ever have is you brought your children to the world and just making sure that they are okay. And if you don't ever get to do any other job, that is enough. That is a job on its own. And so I took that cue from her and it's been, because back to your point, we are juggling a lot of roles as mothers um, and then having all these other roles we want to play to satisfy either our own sense of 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 being or fulfillment or sometimes it's for economic empowerment you need to pay the bills like whatever the reason for you juggling roles um there is this unspoken rule about you just being 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 for others when um like i said to you the most important is problem solving not for others but starting with yourself, starting with self, because you can't give what you don't have. And if you don't have it, there is no way you cannot give from a place of lack. So back to that point, <laughs> and I always joke that mental health Mondays, I declare mental health Mondays whenever I they, they seem to be a mental health Monday and it doesn't need to be a Monday. I chose a Monday because everybody beliefs i mean our week starts on monday the work week starts on monday so on monday it is like back to grind let's get this going like i don't care whether you rested on sunday or not like you need to have your a game on and i had to come to a place um to your point where having um my own business as a ceo um being a creative director making um juggling being in community having children who needed me to be present, having a loving husband who needed me to be present, having a community that needed me. I needed to carve out time for myself so that 
one, I don't fail myself first and then let down all these other commitments that I had. So Mental Health Mondays, and I always, like I told Marie, I gave her the permission. I was like, you need to give yourself the permission for a Mental Health Monday. Mentally, you are not there. Like mm-hmm. your your body, your spirit, your being is just not in that mm-hmm. place to go tackle that project. And I mean, you can disregard what you are feeling and how you're feeling and your environment and go to that Monday, but you are going to come back defeated and worse off than you went into that Monday. So if you can afford to have that mental health Monday, just declare it. it's a mental health Monday and then just take stop because um, the alternative to not stopping and Becca, I was listening to that um, podcast where you spoke about asking for help. Mm. If you don't declare, you should have declared a mental health Monday. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Many times in my life. Yes. yes yeah. It would stop you. That stop will come. It's either you stop. Or that stop mm-hmm. will come either in a form of a health emergency, mm-hmm. um, some costly uh, mistake. I mean, uh, a whole lot of other things. But for me, I think your health is the most prioritized. So um, that health emergency, apart from it coming with <laughs> financial repercussions, your whole health is at stake. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. If the, if you don't choose a day to rest, your life will choose a day for you. And it's not oh, yeah. always going to be convenient. Mm-hmm. And Queen's re- referencing back to that time where I ended up in an ambulance because I stayed up too late and was uh, dehydrated and not giving myself that mental health Monday that I think it was a Monday actually too. Ah. Um, <laughs> now that I look back on it, it probably was. And um, so I, I appreciate so much of what you just said, Queen, about taking solving those problems for yourself, thinking about that mental health Monday, bringing the best version of you mm-hmm. to the work that you need to get done and taking care of yourself first. And especially because you have so many things going on and a lot of moms do. They yeah. have their their kids and their work. And for you, when I look back at this interesting intersection of your work um, about design, sustainability, and entrepreneurship, and women's empowerment, you have a lot of different interests that you've been able to pull together. What has been the way in which you've looked at these and be like, all right, do I need to do all of these things at once? Or how do I how do I bring all these different interests together? Because I know people struggle with that. I care about a lot of stuff. How yeah. can I combine this into my career that makes sense for my life? Yeah. Um, thank you so much for asking that. Um, one of the things I always tell people and when I mentor um, folks who want to decide um, where they are at, um, I tell them there is no need to like leave a part of yourself out. Um, you have the permission to bring your full self and I would have nothing, nothing else but your full authentic self showing up. And so um, unfortunately, um, rather unfortunately for us and for most uh, moms who are looking to transition, there is this unspoken rule um, as to roles and career paths and um, kind of um, a boxed approach to deciding what you want to be. Exactly. Like, what do you want to be? 
I don't know what I want to be. All I know is that I know what excites me. I know what brings me fulfillment and I know what brings me purpose. And so my advice to folks who want to um, figure out where it is that they are going to um, exactly that, figure it out, do everything that brings you alive. Like we are meant to live here. Um, we are not meant to like check boxes or have titles or have um, just designated roles. Um, it does help to have debt or expertise. Um, but I would say if you are that mother who likes to cook and sing and likes to draw, well, then if there isn't anybody else doing it, do it. And and make up a name for it and just keep keep it rolling because um you have to know that most roles and most most career paths were carved by other people who were the first to do it. And so um give yourself the permission to say that I don't know who what like the the professional path is. Mm -hmm. But I know that these are my interests and more, more importantly, these are my strengths. Because for me, I knew definitely that um, I had a business sense um, and I did struggle for years when people would call me an artist because um, I would say to them, I am an artist, but I'm not just an artist. I am a badass CEO. I run my own company. Uh -huh. I'm a great speaker. I'm a teacher. I I have all these intersectionalities. And so if you asked me what I did, um, how long do you have? Uh -huh. <laughs> to talk about. But um, I think the key point is identify what brings you alive. Hmm. And don't worry about the titles. Just figure out how that how you can show up. Um doing that which brings you fulfillment and that brings you a sense of purpose mm -hmm. and then figure out how to enhance or develop that yeah and then yeah. you can worry about the titles later the good thing I always tell people the good thing is that um, dreaming is free and so we can all dream, make up whatever it is in your head and just mm -hmm. go with it so long as you are badass at it and you develop yourself to deliver. If you deliver, forget about whatever the title is or whatever the paths are. So find find the commonalities with what it is that you want to do and just keep moving. It's such a beautiful point that you made, Queen, mm -hmm. that every career path started somewhere. Yeah. Someone had to be the first to put these ideas together and to build on it. it this didn't just like arrive here in the world, someone did it. Someone was the first. And I love this so much of just like helping people give themselves permission yeah. to be the first to do yeah. something. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It's very important. I remember when I was growing up, <laughs> I had a friend, um, I wanted to bake a um, chocolate cake and I had no clue as to how to, I did, I wasn't a baker. I like to cook because baking is too precise. I didn't have time for that. And so my friend's mom taught us how to bake um, a chocolate cake and it was so good. I went home the next day trying to like figure it out and I baked something else. I'm sure it wasn't even food. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I called, uh, I went to her mom's, I went to theirs and I told her mom, oh my God, I tried because she gave me the recipe. She told me exactly what it was and I came up with something else and I'll never forget the lesson she gave me. She, she said, Queen, you know what? In the world, um, it doesn't matter what you do. You would always have some people who would follow you. And so whatever you're doing, just be convicted of what it is you're doing. This thing you bake that you feel like it's a failure and it's not chocolate cake. Guess what? If you get good at it and bake it the same way it is, people will follow you. And if, even if you decide this is how, how good it is in this world, if today you decide you want to walk with your head, and not your feet anymore, mm. at least you will have one person who will decide they want to walk with their head just like you are. So just stay on course and just perfect what it is that you're doing. So your your whatever you baked is great. Just keep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We're getting so many lessons and we're getting so much inspiration from you, Queen. That's amazing. Um, something that we hear a lot from the members of our Career Clarity Program is that they have an itch to use their creativity in their work. And they're not all designers, like they might work in an office, you know, and they have gotten stuck in an industry or a sector that doesn't appreciate that creative side of them. What advice do you have for a fellow mom with that creative streak? I would say people like that who find themselves in um, in places where creativity is not encouraged because um, of what the implications could be if if things didn't go right. I would always say that you don't just jump into things um, uninformed, okay? Mm-hmm. Bring your creativity to the table because the only way, the only way you can create a new, innovate, is only when there's chaos, when everything doesn't seem to be right. That's when you have like um, a clean slate or a tabla rasa to like just put new things on and be able to create something. So. How do you bring your your creative self or give yourself permission to go color outside the lines and be able to, you you first and foremost definitely need to know what your results, intended results are. You wouldn't have an idea as to what it will finally be, but there should be some control with that chaos. Um, Secondly, giving giving yourself that permission means that you also give yourself the permission to be able to bring in as much resources or information that as 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 much as you need to be able to make it an informed decision but not sacrificing how you want to go about so if it's a project that has been done one way and you want to go the other way by all means make sure that um you have enough information to to inform you as to like what would the outcome look look like and if it doesn't go this way how can I um mitigate the 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 results mm-hmm. the creative process is a messy create it's a messy process and so you go in there with that kind of mentality and then the third thing is that you always have to tell yourself I don't know the answer yet. Mm-hmm. Come in with that um, problem-solving approach. I don't know what the answer is yet, but I am willing to learn 
to find the answer or to be able to find that recipe that would bring that success. And once you have that open mindset, then you you give yourself the permission to be creative, um, to think outside the box and to innovate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that actually, it ties this whole idea of the yet. I don't know the answer yet ties yeah. really well into a question that we like to ask all of our guests, Queen. <laughs> and this question um, is about the name of the podcast. When mommy grows up, we're continuing mm. to grow up. We don't have all of the answers yet. So what does this idea of continuing to grow up as a parent and professional, what does that mean to you? So um, I, one of the, of the key anchors for me um, that has enabled me to embrace change, um, to accelerate my growth and um, amplify my impact um, is understanding that you, you are a case already on your own. You yourself <laughs> mm-hmm. are a case that needs to be figured out, to be understood, um, to be grounded in order for you then to be able to bring your full self forward to move into that future. So um, I was actually talking to a friend just recently and telling them that we, I came across um, a Buddhist philosophy that speaks about um, the, the, the mind being a monkey, the monkey brain mm-hmm. that either wants to live in the past or wants to live in the future. Hmm. And so um, the Buddha talks about um, meditating to be able to bring yourself to the present, to be in the present so you can live. So does that mean that the past or the future does not play a part in your life? No, it does. But then it just means that you become aware that the past is always trying to creep in to what you have now. And the future is always giving you anxiety because you are trying to be somewhere that is it's far ahead of you when you really need to focus on the now and be able to ground the now. So how does that look like um, when mommy grows up? How does that show up for you? Um, take inventory of your strengths. Take inventory of your weaknesses. When I say weaknesses, I know that we, we've been conditioned to think of weaknesses as um, places where like we are deficient. Um, but sometimes weaknesses can be just the places where you can, I call them like my my improvement projects. <laughs> <laughs> what are the things that I could I could improve myself on? Or where are the places that I think I need a little more muscle conditioning or building? And just start with that, because most of the times as mummies um, or as mothers, especially, we have this distant dream or idea of what we are going to become when we grow up, mm-hmm. when um, the call really is to you now, like in this place and in this stage and at this point in life, mm-hmm. how are you showing up? There is that vision for the future, but how is today feeding into that future? Do you even just need help with time management? I know I do. Hmm. 
do you even just need help with being kind to yourself, speaking um, kindly to yourself so you can show up confident? Do you even need time to figure out how to take care of yourself, be responsible for your health so that you don't leave the healthcare system to do, to be responsible for you when you need to make responsible health um, and wellness decisions for yourself. Mm -hmm. Once that, that um, work is done, you find a holistic you hmm. that can then bring you from there to what's next. So um, thank um, you so much, <laughs> Queen, your, your presence and your, I mean, the connection um, it was such a precious moment for us to share with you. Uh, I don't know how you feel, Becca, but I see you nodding. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like, I'm like a bit emotional over here because I think that there's so many, so many bits of this mm. episode that are going to resonate with people, and not only resonate but really inspire people. And mm -hmm. I think that's a gift that you share with others, Queen. Your ability to to inspire people by setting the example that you've set, but also the these practical bits of advice and tips and the bringing in the the the, the piece about the Buddhist monk and like these, these elements that people can just latch on to and be like, all right, what change can I make today that can help me move forward? So thank you so much for everything that you shared with us. You're welcome. Thank you, Thank Queen. You so <laughs> How can folks find you and follow along with your work? And where is your atelier located? <laughs> Thank you so much um, for having me. Um, Queen Adeline, um, you can shop Queen Adeline online at www.queenadelinecollection.com. Um, on Instagram it, and, social, um, and Facebook, it's Queen Adeline collection so adeline is a-d-e-l-i-n-e -E collection so queen adeline collection um, for both instagram and um, facebook and uh, my studio um, is located at the western avenue studios in lowell massachusetts and um, it's open monday to friday from 10 to 5 p.m. If you want to come in, you can just book an appointment online on the website and um, come shop or for a style consultation. You can also do a virtual style consultation online. So um, those are the three places you can find me if you need to um, come talk fashion. And if you need me for a keynote um, speaker, or um, as a consultant for sustainability or fashion design or entrepreneurship, it's also at contact at queenadlinecollection.com. Beautiful. We'll have all these links too. So for folks who are listening, trying to grab their pen and write things down quickly, come over to the show notes. We'll have this all linked up. Um, thank you, Queen, so much for being here. It was a pleasure to have you here and to share all this with our audience. Thank you so much. Um, I'm truly honored. And um, I think you are doing a very important job of um, trying to give women um, the tools and um, the know-how 
to take on the next step to their journey. So thank you for being here and thank you for having me on your wonderful podcast. Thank you all for tuning in to When Mommy Grows Up. If you're interested in learning more about how career coaching can help you along your journey of growing up as a mom and professional, head over to nextchaptercareers.us, where you'll also find the free Just Right Job Match quiz. You can contact us at podcast at nextchaptercareers.us if you have questions, comments, or want to share your story for some coaching on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast platform. We'll be here every week with coaching stories and two mom friends in your corner.